Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us this morning for the online and in-person River Fire briefing uh, for uh, Nevada County. Uh, before we begin, I'd like to remind everybody to please uh, silence your cell phones. And uh, just for the folks that are here and the folks that are online, we will have a Q&A session uh, after the presentations have been completed. Uh, we will also be holding a second briefing this afternoon at 5 p.m. Uh, that will center on uh, Placer County, and it will also be available uh, live on Facebook. Uh, let's see, for those that are watching on Facebook, you can submit questions for us to answer in the comments section, and we will do our best to answer uh, everything uh, before the finish. Um, let's see, for, if you live in the area, and we don't get to your question or we you still have questions you can call 211 and they and ask questions and they will certainly uh, provide you any information that you need if you live outside of the area and you have family that you're concerned about or concerns in the area you can call 833-342-5211 for information on the river fire before we begin, I would like to thank Nevada Joint Union High School District and Superintendent Brett McFadden, as well as theater manager Aaron Beatty for graciously hosting our event this morning. Uh, before our presentations begin, I would like to introduce our panel of speakers and presenters. Uh, the first up is Cal Fire Unit and Fire Chief Cal for Cal Fire Nevada Una Yuba Placer Unit and County Fire Department, Brian Estes. Cal Fire Unit, in, excuse me, Cal Fire Unified Incident Commander Jim Hudson, the Sheriff of Nevada County, Shannon Moon, Nevada County Supervisor District 2, Ed Schofield, Nevada County Supervisor District 1, Heidi Hall, Director of Nevada County Community Development Agency, um, Trisha Tillotson, and Nevada County OES Manager, Paul Cummings. Our first speaker will be uh, Chief Brian Estes. <clears throat> well, good morning, everyone, and thank you very, very much for joining us here this morning. Again, my name is Brian Estes. I'm the unit chief for the Cal Fire Nevada Yuba Placer Unit and the fire chief for the Placer County Fire Department. Um, I, you know, it's really important that all of you understand what this is all about today. And, and it's really about all of you that have taken valuable time out of your day to come and join us here. Our objective is really to try to provide uh, the best update we can on the incident, provide the most timely information to you about what has happened, what is happening, and what the forecast for helping you out um, and all those who have suffered through this incident with us uh, into the future here in Nevada County. Um, you know, and as I was uh, driving up today from the incident command post, I, I thought, I looked at the sky as all of you have seen uh, the smoke that is from the Dixie fire uh, up in Plumas County, drifting through Nevada County here. And, and, and I think it, it, what it brought to my attention was the tremendous efforts from all of our allied agencies that join me here today and frankly all of you out there in the audience in both nevada and placer county the public who so graciously understood the efforts of our firefighters and law enforcement professionals and the flexibility and cooperation you gave us frankly as chief hudson will talk about in the incident briefing um, this is one of the most critical and most fire prone areas that we have in nevada county and as all of you know, um, the threat to Lake of the Pines, the threat to Alta Sierra, the threat to 
uh, Pairdale Chicago Park was imminent. And the fact that we were able to um, mitigate this incident at the current acreage uh, and um, prevent a much, much greater loss to, to personal property is frankly um, due to the efforts of all the firefighters and law enforcement professionals and all of you who stood with us there as the public. So um, on behalf of CAL FIRE, I want to thank all of you and I appreciate you joining us here and we will do our very, very best. We're not perfect and I'll be the first one to say that. And when we make a mistake, it's my objective to provide you with the best and most correct answers we can to your questions and give you the most timely uh, information and attention to you as our customer in the fire service. So thank you very much for joining us uh, this morning. Thank you, Chief. Uh, next up will be CAL FIRE's Unified Incident Commander, Chief Jim Hudson. Well, good morning. I'm also uh, the local uh, deputy chief for this unit and um, in unified command with the Placer County Sheriff's Office, Nevada County Sheriff's Office. I'm going to take you through our current stats and then take you through a progression of the last four days on the actions we've been taking and a real focus on the first day, that first operational period, the first evening as this fire progressed uh, through two counties. So. Uh, operational update for today, our current situation, the fire is currently 2,600 acres. It is 48% contained. Uh, damage assessment has been ongoing throughout the uh, last three days. There's been no changes to the uh, numbers of structures either damaged or destroyed in the last two days, but we will update if we have any changes to that. So 66 structures, residential structures, uh, have been destroyed. Two commercial structures, and 20 residential, or excuse me, uninhabitable outbuildings have been identified as destroyed for a total of 88 structures, as well as 20 still remain, remaining threatened. We, uh, if we talk about containment and, and we look and we don't see any smoke in the air today or uh, like we saw the first day. And you say to yourself, why is it only 48%? So what we call containment is that there is no chance that the fire or very little chance that the fire is gonna escape our control lines. So what we're focusing on right now at this point, our priorities are to improve those control lines to make sure that no ember, no ground fire can escape those lines and we'll be working towards that. And the, the containment percentage will continue to increase over the next couple days and we will continue to update you with that. Our other priority too and the main thing is you know our, our priorities are life and property and we are actively and aggressively extinguishing any hot spots around structures that were in the evacuation area and um, and and we are in the perimeter of the fire um, in the, within the footprint and so that is what we're uh, heavily focusing on today. Um, I'll have my uh, my counterparts and unified command talk about uh, evacuation and where we are on that here in a little bit. But first I'd like to uh, take you through the progression of, of what happened over the last four days. So as we all know, on August 2nd at about, or, at, or excuse me, August 4th at about uh, 2 p.m., the uh, river fire started along Milk Ranch Road at the Bear River Campground in Placer County. As the fire started along Milk Ranch Road, it began to move northeast slightly initially and in the flats and then got up into where we start to transition to a more significant slope. Now with this fire, there was rapid progression over those first couple days. Um, once the fire was established and we start getting trees torching off, uh, one of the things we were chasing with the wind pattern that we get, the southwest 
out of the southwest through the Bearver drainage you look through here, it started to push it to the northeast. And then as the embers rose, as well as head fire, or what we call a fire front progressing, the fire was spotting well in front of itself, up to two miles reported at some points. As those spot fires become to be, uh, become to be established, they become part of the main fire front, right, and the main body of the fire. So as the fire progressed, uh, we had a very aggressive, uh, what we would call a high dispatch on the initial report, which is a full load of six engines, two bulldozers, two hand crews, tank, air, two air tankers, air tacks, and two rotary wing helicopters. Once we saw the smoke column and our, our command center, our dispatch center, uh, some of you might refer to it in Grass Valley, augmented the response as well as the initial attack responding battalion chief. And that dispatch was doubled, highly increased, as well as the responders from our local cooperators in the Higgins Fire District, Placer County side as well, Nevada County Consolidated Fire District and Peardale. It was all hands on deck when we saw the potential for this fire and, uh, and we significantly increased our uh, ground forces and air resources that were responding. Approximately an hour into the fire, um, just above the, uh, uh, across the Bear River campground in Nevada County. So as the fire comes up and starts to flow, we start to get that venturi or what we call venturi or it starts to rotate on itself. A brand crossed the Bear River and established itself in Nevada County, uh, just below Amber Street on Silverleaf Drive. Um, as we got there, we, we started to re, re, uh, divert resources to that side and began to prioritize that, make that a priority as well as the Placer County side because as Chief t spoke about the fire history in there, or particularly in this area, the lack of fire history in there. Steep topo topography, we know that we have the uh, influence of the inn through that Bearver drainage as well as fuel load. It hasn't burned in a long time, right? So even those homes in there that have been managing their property, there was a good fuel load and very little fire history in there. So as the fire established, it burned up towards Amber on the Nevada County side and then started to parallel the river if you draw a line on Amber Street and progress this way. So we got a lot of engines over there and initially started to protecting structures and then inserted bulldozers to start pushing line towards the north. Now, we were able to contain the spread this way, but if you look at this, where the fire then crossed and we see the majority of the acreage burned in Nevada County right here, as the river right here, the, the county line makes a dog leg for Dog Bar Road, a hard right-hand turn, it's no longer funneling and it catches the predominant wind and spotted over the river very quickly and because that's the direction the fire wants to go. So we continued to divert resources. As it got up towards Taylor Crossing, Mount Olive Road, then it starts to push towards the Northeast as well as where we saw some of the uh, structure damage in, as well in that area. Simultaneously on the Placer County side, it started to go up Milk Ranch Road and towards uh, Spring Valley Road and then come along Hillcrest just below Colfax High School. And we were able to get it just uh, to the west of Tokiana Way. So, like I said, this was a very rapid growth. It was quickly escalating fire, and uh, we knew this right away. Chief talked about um, the response and the local knowledge uh, that we have in this area, um, and then what we threw out. This area has been planned for a fire. Believe it or not, you know, we, we plan. Where, if a fire starts, how are we going to react? The day this fire broke, um, it, uh, this is devastating for the community. I understand that, and um, and it hits home for a lot of us as well. We live in this community. Uh, we work in this community. Our, our local fire chiefs here live in this community. I went to high school here. Um, I uh, the, 
right where we're crossing in Nevada County was about an eighth of a mile where I grew up, right? So we knew the area, but that day, what we had on the response was local people that were prepared to live in this community from all the fire agencies that have been thinking about this fire. Frankly, I'll be honest with you, the day that fire started, when I assumed command at about 6 p.m. that night, I expected this fire to be 10 to 15,000 acres. That was what I was planning for. And uh, due to the aggressive nature that, that we had, I think we had some successes, even though it's, I admit it is devastating, um, we did have some successes in slowing the forward progression in this fire. So um, we'll continue to provide updates and uh, make sure that you were informed at all times. But uh, that is the synopsis of what has occurred uh, over the last few days and uh, primarily that initial day of what exactly happened. Thank you. Jim Hudson. Thank you, Chief. Next up, the Sheriff of Nevada County, Sheriff Shannon Moon. Thank you, Isaac. Uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, I am Shannon Moon, the Sheriff of Nevada County. I'm honored to be here as your Sheriff, but uh, more importantly, I'm really honored to represent the men and women of the Nevada County Sheriff's Office. Uh, on, when the, this fire started, uh, we, again, a lot of what uh, we do in, in our preparations for providing that evacuation notification. Uh, we, it doesn't start uh, during chaos. It starts with the, the uh, commitment to the relationships and the commitment to that training that we've had throughout the last several years. We understand that we live in an area that is uh, extremely uh, prone to, to, to fire. And that has been a, a huge commitment for us at the Sheriff's Office to making sure that we can get out there and, and notify our community uh, when the fires are, are starting to come. So on uh, the morning or the afternoon of the fire, uh, the, that initial response from, from the Sheriff's Office, uh, incredible amount of resources put out, again, because of that potential. Uh, we see fires every single day in Nevada County. And when we start uh, sending deputies to those fires before we're requested, it's to make sure that, that we're hand in hand with our, our fire partners on what's, what's next. And when this one happened, uh, it was very obvious early on that, that the conditions were, that we were have that huge potential of coming up in that Northeast uh, and Northwest Canyon up into Alta Sierra. Uh, which is, you know, clearly more of that populated area. So uh, the, the first responders from the deputy, uh, the sheriff's office responding knew that immediately. Uh, our partnership and, uh, and our commitments being in the county office of emergency services, having a, a, a member, a liaison, our lieutenant, Bob Jacobs, in that unit, everybody starts deploying. Uh, we recently went to the uh, platform called Zone Haven. So we pre-planned all of our zones in Nevada County so that it would be pretty instantly uh, from the operators, the first responders on scene to be able to, to, to communicate with the Office of Emergency Services so that we could instantly put those notifications out for those very specific areas. So on day one, again, where the fire was and the potential coming up through that North Canyon and, and the residential structures and the population in Alta Sierra, uh, we knew we had to get information out as soon as possible. And, and what we're seeing throughout California is we're seeing a larger area of, of warning, right? We want people to have enough information, enough warning so that they can prepare uh, your animals, your, your residents, uh, your family to be able to get out. So when you start seeing now in California a wider swath 
uh, of the potential uh, area, it's for that reason. We want to make sure people get out uh, and people are safe. Uh, the, the devastation of, of where we currently are with, with the folks, and I know there's folks in this room that, uh, that are living through that right now. I will tell you, uh, you know, our hearts are with you. We understand that the, the impact of having a structure loss. Uh, I personally have family members that have lost the structures during this fire, uh, and we're trying to make sure that we uh, surround them with, with love and support, and we will be there as well as a sheriff's office for you guys. The commitments that we have with our partners within the county for making sure that we can help you mitigate and, and move on from this, uh, I think is also very important. Where we currently are with, with our evacuations, where that fire fire, the actual fire area is, is, is where the evacuation order is. So everything else has been lifted. Uh, we're getting people uh, back into their homes from last night. So starting out with over 9,000 people affected through warning and order, uh, we're down close to 400 folks that are still in, within that order area. We were able to split some of those order uh, zones uh, in half so that we can get folks home. The, the reality of where we are right now on getting the other 400 uh, back into your homes uh, is gonna rely on not only making sure that the hot spots are out because it, a lot of that fire, even though it's not uh, the visible flame that you, we saw on Wednesday, uh, the, there's still a lot of uh, hot areas within that, uh, within that zone. But also we're looking at the utilities, our partners in, uh, with the uh, PG&E, making sure that lines are deactivated and they're, they're safer people to go back in, looking at the roadways. We had a lot of downed trees. Uh, we just want to make sure that it's safe for those folks to go in and, and really start uh, looking at, at what you have uh, left on, on, on the properties. Um, and then just, just recognize, uh, we still, I still have staff over on Dixie. We do a lot of mutual aid in, in uh, California, both in the fire industry and in, in law enforcement. Uh, when, when we asked for uh, assistance through the California OES. Uh, we, we had several agencies responding to help us uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Uh, so uh, up and down the state, a lot of sheriff's offices, a lot of police departments sending our staff, their staff, and we're also sending staff still to Dixie to help uh, the, the folks up in Plumas County and the, and the devastation that happened in Greenville. Uh, so. Uh, appreciate everybody's patience. We, we definitely want to get the rest of the folks back inside uh, your residence, uh, and, and we're going to be working on that for the next couple of days uh, so that we can get uh, back to that uh, sense of normalcy for Nevada County. But I appreciate everybody's time. You're listening to live coverage of the Nevada County River Fire Community Thank you, sure. on KVMR. <clears throat> next up, uh, we'll have... Uh, Nevada County Supervisor of District 2, Ed Schoolfield. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. District 2 uh, represents Alta Sierra, Lake of the Pines, and uh, the western um, part of this fire area. And when I walked in today, uh, the first couple I met uh, was a couple who had lost everything everything that uh, they own, including much of their livestock. And uh, in fact, I see Raymond walking up the steps right now. And there's, it's beyond words as to what to say. Uh, just so, so sorry for what we've lost here. But I also have to uh, thank so many people and agencies for the job that they've done here. Um, I look at 
Rachel Ruse down here, social services, and Raymond and his wife was immediately brought into their team uh, for assistance. And we really hope that all the damage and what uh, you've, all, the harm you've received, that we are here to help you as best we can. I look at our entire team down here. The part that I want to talk about today is uh, something I'm kind of familiar with being the former CEO of the Nevada County Fairgrounds and uh, experiencing what it's like to get a fair up and running and at the same time having the evacuation of so many animals onto the fairgrounds. And the animal evacuation group out there is an incredible group. They've done it for many, many years out there. And my understanding is that uh, yesterday had, they had like 500 animals on the, uh, on the grounds. And with certain evacuation areas being lifted, people are coming in, they're taking their animals. Um, but it is well if we can get most of them off the grounds so that the, they can continue to prepare for the fair. Uh, I was out there this morning and um, still looking for people who may want to adopt animals, whether they're large animals or even small animals. They still have uh, cats, um, poultry, that type of thing that are still on the grounds. Uh, so if, if we know of anyone that wants to volunteer to do that, um, it is greatly appreciated. The word has gone out. This community is incredible. It went out through um, uh, the Farm Bureau, I know for sure. And uh, overnight, uh, like 40 people have stepped up and said, hey, we will adopt temporarily until people can get back into their homes. Um, if you do want to uh, volunteer, uh, I've got the number for 211, which will be coordinating that. And the number is 1833-DIAL, D-I-A-L, 211. So, um, and you can call 211 for much of the information on the fire also. Uh, I think that's about all I have except to say thank you to this wonderful community in responding to the way they have and the way they always do on these types of events. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor. Uh, that was very well said. Uh, next up, uh, Nevada County Su uh, Supervisor of District 1, uh, Supervisor Heidi Hall. Thank you. <clears throat> I am uh, Heidi Hall, District 1 Supervisor. District 1 includes the 174 corridor where uh, much of the fire um, came through and where a lot of people were affected. I myself live a couple of miles north of the northern perimeter where the fire was stopped. So like many of you, I was living real time. I had KVMR on. I was checking the zone haven. Um, I was checking the sheriff's office and the CAL FIRE Twitters, uh, tweets and Facebook and trying to stay alert for all of my constituents as well as for myself. Gathering my go bag, getting my dog together, figuring out where my kids were. Um, so I want to start by uh, expressing my deepest uh, condolences for all of you who lost homes. I know there are a number of you. This is a devastating loss for Nevada County itself um, and I believe for Placer County as well. We are here to help you get through this process, um, but I do want to acknowledge the great loss that you are experiencing and that um, we as a community are feeling here. Um, 
I do also have to express my deepest gratitude to all of the fire agencies who threw everything they had at this fire. When I saw where it started and I saw where it was going, I was panicked. The speed at which it was moving, um, it could have overrun so many more homes, whole towns. We see what the Dixie Fire is doing. So we are really, really lucky. Um, not those of you who lost your homes, I, absolutely, but we are very lucky that this did not get worse. Um, and just huge gratitude to all of the fire agencies. Let's continue to support them um, as we go forward. Coming down here this morning, um, I was a little late because I took 174 and wanted to see what it looked like and then got diverted down all the back roads to get here. Um, and it's, it's scary to me. We are still in a very difficult situation. We all have to remain vigilant, do our vegetation clearing, make sure our homes are as safe as we can possibly make them and stay very, very alert during this um, fire season. For those of us who've escaped the devastation this time and want to help, and I know there are many of us, there is a really easy way to do that. I know there are a number of um, GoFundMe fundraisers and probably each community is doing their own thing as well. But at the county, we have something called the Nevada County Relief Fund. The county has put money in it. Um, private donors are putting a lot of money in it. Some of our businesses have put money in. Um, and as of last night, I understand 20, about 24 hours or 12 hours since we initiated a request to have more donations for the River Fire folks who lost their homes, we'd already raised $11,000. So it's at nevcorelief.org. If any of you would like to donate and to help the folks, this will go almost directly to those um, people who have lost their homes and will need a lot of assistance. That's the place to go. And then I just want to end by acknowledging that we are just beginning, even as uh, the fire agencies are continuing to make sure we're safe and the fire doesn't start up again. Um, we are just beginning the recovery effort. It's going to be um, feel bureaucratic and long and slow at times. So please remain patient and know that the county has your back. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor. Next up will be the Director of Nevada County Community Development Agency, Tricia Tillotson. Thank you and good morning. So I'm Tricia Tillotson, the Community Development Agency Director for Nevada County. And I want to assure you that we are working very hard with the Nevada County team on recovery efforts already. Um, here with us today are also our Environmental Health Director, Amy Irani in the front row and also our building director, uh, Craig Greisbach, who are also here to answer any questions that you might have. We realize it might be a little early to start thinking about recovery, but that's what I wanted to touch on a bit today. Um, before I go into that though, I did want to mention on uh, August 5th, Governor Newsom did proclaim a state of emergency um, and Nevada County was included in that. That will allow us some limited financial assistance and reimbursement for losses related to the river fire. Um, but that's very critical. And then on August 10th, we're looking at our Board of Supervisors um, expected to approve a local health emergency proclamation, um, which will allow us to work more closely with the state and local agencies, um, and also will allow our environmental health department to uh, 
proper, properly handle and dispose of hazardous waste and continue ongoing surveillance um, for this local health emergency. This will also allow building permit fees to be waived um, within a one-year period so that we can start looking at recovery in that fashion. The emergency management um, and public health teams will also be including proclamations and those will also help us with additional financial assistance hopefully in the future and then also um, to help cover the remedial activities that environmental health will be working on. Uh, meanwhile, the county is continuing to advocate for federal funds, uh, so we will continue on that effort. Right now, as Supervisor Hall mentioned, there is the Nevada County Relief Fund as well, and uh, that'll be going through Labor Day weekend. So if there's anyone out there interested in, in donating, um, please take a look at that. Uh, we are also doing looking at hazard tree removal and utility infrastructure repair, which is taking place right now in order to help us repopulate the areas. As the public starts to repopulate though, please remain vigilant and watch for fire crews and utility resources on the roadways. For more information on what to expect and look for after the wildfire, you can go to readyforwildfire.org. There's a lot of information there. I did want to touch on that we're also looking at hosting a local assistance center that's being put together now and will be announced soon. Um, it'll be a place where a lot of resources will be in one place to help you recover. Uh, plans are to include OES, Cal OES, our building department, environmental health, assessor's office, uh, even social services, behavioral health, uh, fire districts, utility companies, DMV, and insurance companies as well. That'll most likely be in Colfax on a weekend, and again, the date should be announced soon. Meanwhile, if you can get access to the Ready Nevada County website, that's mynevadacounty.com slash riverfirerecovery, this is where you can find a wealth of information. Um, you can also submit your information, and our staff will reach out to you. Uh, information that's also included on there is things to do right away such as contact your insurance provider. Um, this is very important. Cleaning up prior to contacting your insurance provider can actually result in a loss of insurance claims. So please keep that in mind. Um, work with your agent, uh, your insurance claims adjuster, and insurer with the goal of achieving a settlement so that you, which you believe is fair and consistent with your coverage. If you have questions and this information is on the website, you can call the California Department of Insurance. Um, you should also look at replacing lost or damaged IDs and documents and uh, fire victims who need to replace lost or damaged DMV, for example, information can do so free um, of charge at the local DMV field office. A, a third thing that I wanted to point out is that um, I encourage you to fill out an application for reassessment of your property with the Nevada County Assessor's Office. Uh, that'll really help you with the upcoming um, you know, tax season. And fourth, just really quick, uh, for cleanup fire damage to your property, um, again, like I mentioned, we're working on declaring a local health emergency. We're working with our state and also our federal partners for any, any funding that might be available. Um, while those requests are still under, under review, um, please note again, our staff are working diligently on that. 
If a property owner would like to move forward with private property cleanup, though, please contact the Nevada County Community Development Agency. And we have cards out at the front table. And again, we'll be here to answer any questions that you might have. Um, just to let you know what's happening right now, beginning this next week, our county building inspectors and environmental health inspectors will be completing site damage assessments. Um, back to... Um, I will look at, let, let me uh, hold on that question one minute and we'll probably ask uh, Amy or Craig to, to answer that. Um, just have a few other things that I wanted to mention. So once you're ready to start thinking about cleanup and rebuilding, uh, again, reach out to us to discuss your project, what you wanna do and to get guidance for steps forward. Um, of course, sites affected by this river, river fire will be our priority to review and process as quickly as, as possible. Our phone number, um, and this is also on our website, but 530-265-1222. Uh, we have several email addresses that you can reach out to. Cards are on the tables in the front. You can also come to the Rood Center at 950 Maidu Avenue in Nevada City. A couple of other things. So for cleanup, please do not do any type of cleanup or remedial activity on your site um, once you do get access, because if you want assistance with a state program, um, doing work ahead of time can uh, make it so that you can, are not uh, eligible for those funds. Um, sometimes site remediation can be up to $100,000 and can be very costly, especially for those without insurance. Uh, again, our environmental health department will be the contact for de debris removal process. They'll be contacting each property owner to work together on the, the process. Evaluation of damages will be assessed in phases, first from a hazardous material standpoint, and then the entire footprint cleanup. Um, environmental health will be posting signage by your parcels, such as signs that say, do not enter. And that's really for safety from fire, ash, and debris, as well as protection from any hazardous materials that um, can be identified and removed. So again, please contact our environmental health department for de debris removal questions. It's the same phone number, 530-265-1222. Touching on rebuilding. Um, so packets will be put together for how to obtain permits to rebuild homes, accessory structures, and other improvements. And that information is also on our fire recovery website. Um, the entire reconstruction building permitting process can be completed online, um, which is just something we wanted to mention because that's very helpful. If you have questions about plan designers or contractors who can help you with this, we recommend contacting the Nevada County Contractors Association and their phone number is 530-274-1919. Um, as Supervisor Schofield mentioned, uh, for those of you with displaced large animals who cannot return home, uh, there has been a lot of folks who have stepped up to help adopt those animals. Meanwhile, the fairgrounds can use assistance with cleaning out stalls. So if you're available, that's something you might look into. Um, so again, all of the information I've mentioned here is available on our website. Um, again, mynevadacounty.com slash riverfirerecovery. And in there,
just a quick summary is environmental health process guidelines, debris removal program link to Cal OES, right of entry forms that we have to receive in order to assist, um, info on effects of ash burn debris, assessor information, the building department um, contact information, our ag commissioner information, including USDA info, a link to pg e is included as well. So I know I've given a, a lot of information here. Um, I, we will be answering questions in a moment, but meanwhile, please don't hesitate to reach out to our staff. Our business cards are up front and we're really here to assist and we, we feel for each and every one of you. So thank you. You're listening to live coverage of the Nevada County Fire River Fire Community Meeting on KVMR. <clears throat> Uh, thank you, and I just want to kind of reiterate uh, something that the director mentioned uh, previously early in our comments uh, for tips on what folks can do to prepare not only themselves but their families and their homes uh, from wildfire. They can visit readyforwildfire.org, and, and thank you for the mention. Um, next up will be Nevada County OES Manager Paul Cummings. Good morning, folks. My name is Paul Cummings. I'm the Nevada County Office of Emergency Services Program Manager. Uh, here today to talk about recovery. Uh, it's going to be brief. I think uh, Tricia Tilton covered most of it. Um, but it's just important for you to know that we are now moving forward with that next step. We are in that recovery phase now. I mean, really, the first day we started with recovery tasks. Uh, our office, Nev the, the Nevada County Office of Emergency Services, is working with uh, State OES, who's here in the crowd today. Uh, we've been working with Placer OES to start that recovery process. So. The very first day, uh, you know, after uh, on uh, Thursday, our office signed a local uh, emergency proclamation. Uh, so that opens up our county to state funds that um, lets the state know that we need additional help and that we've exceeded our local capacity. Uh, Nevada County Public Health has declared a local public health emergency, and that's going to help identify and address some of the environmental and health effects of this river fire. And that's also going to be uh, an important step in um, getting us access to funds for other programs to help this community recover. As Tricia said, both of those documents will be ratified by our board uh, next Tuesday. Our office is working with uh, Nevada County Environmental Health to begin to collaborate on the environmental impacts. We know that there's been significant impacts on the environment, uh, local waterways, debris removal. Those are going to be big tasks that we're going to have to work on over the next year. We know that this is going to be uh, a long and challenging process, but um, you know that's what we're here to do. Over four miles of the Bear River uh, waterway are in inside the river special attention, and our environmental health office has already reached out to state partners to begin to address that. Nevada and Placer County, as has been mentioned, uh, we're in partnership with the State Office of Emergency Services to uh, coordinate that local assistance center. Uh, as has been mentioned, we're shooting for next Friday or Saturday, but stay tuned for more information on when it will actually be. Uh, but we're gonna, hoping to have a two-day event where we can really create a one-stop shop for anybody who's had losses due to the river fire. So instead of you having to, to run all over and look at different websites and call folks, we're going to really try to centralize resources for you so that you can go get documents replaced. You can talk to county uh, and state uh, folks to get your questions answered. This will be a 
uh, central location likely in Colfax, and it's going to have Placer County and Nevada County representatives there. Uh, once we have a full assessment of the damages, which you know are still ongoing, CAL FIRE is out there right now continuing, uh, continuing to, um, to make that damage assessment, we'll begin to work with the state to advocate for Nevada County residents to have access to state funds and programs for things like the personal property debris removal program. Uh, as has been mentioned, please don't begin your own debris removal on your property if you have had losses. Uh, this could invalidate your eligibility for this program. So if you have questions about what to do with your property, please contact our County Environmental Health Office. You can also contact our office, uh, the Nevada County Office of Emergency Services, uh, if you're not sure what to do. As has been mentioned, um, that is a very expensive process, and we really want to do our best to try to make sure that you're eligible for any state funds that are going to be available uh, to help you through that. Uh, in the short term, we are going to be working hard to get the household hazardous waste around your properties removed. Uh, that does pose the greatest threat to, to residents and the environment. So again, uh, please stay tuned for more information on programs that will help you do that. It's already been mentioned that we've created a river fire recovery website. This is very similar to the Jones fire recovery website that was put together last year. And again, this is where we're going to try to centralize information for Nevada County residents uh, as, as new programs uh, become available. So there's going to be some evergreen information on there that's uh, kind of standard for the state and the county around um, some of the forms and the processes. But as new opportunities become available, we're going to post them there. And I do believe that we've created a survey on there as well, so that if you require assistance or you have questions, you can work with us through that website. Uh, and I think that that website's already been um, uh, talked about. And our media partners and on social media will, will push that website as well. It's already been mentioned that um, the governor has declared uh, or has proclaimed a state of emergency for the river fire. Again, that's going to hopefully bring state funds into Nevada and Placer County specific to this incident. So uh, I just want you to know that we're doing everything we can from uh, county staff to state OES, our county leadership, to advocate for residents who've had losses. We're going to continue to advocate uh, to the state and, and to the federal government to bring in resources um, if we can. Uh, no guarantees, but we're going to do our best. I do want to end on saying that, um, as has been stated, this is going to be a, a long road. It's going to be challenging. We ask that you be patient. Please be patient with uh, you know, local government, with our state partners. We're all working as fast as we can and as hard as we can to, um, to, to make you whole after, after the losses that you've suffered. So thank you. Um, I'll be av available afterwards if you have any questions. Thank you very much. <clears throat> Next, we'll move into uh, the Q&A, the question and answer period, both for folks uh, here in attendance as well as those that are following along online. Again, if you do have a question online, please submit it in the comments section, and we will do what we can to get to it. Uh, but before we move into the, uh, the Q&A, I'd, I'd like to uh, recognize some folks that are here, um, not only uh, to help uh, answer questions uh, that are subject matter experts, but uh, are here uh, in support of their community. Uh, first, I'd like to recognize uh, Molly Legault, who is a Nevada County uh, Assistant CEO. Thank you. Um, Chief of the Higgins Fire District, Chief Jerry Good. From Placer County Sheriff's Office, uh, Captain Shane Wright. 
Chief of the Nevada County Consolidated Fire District, Chief Jim Turner. Chief of the Paradale Chicago Park Fire District, Chief Jim Bearwagon. From the Nevada, Nevada County Sheriff's Department, Lieutenant Bob Jacobs. From the California Highway Patrol, Grass Valley Area Commander, Lieutenant George Stephenson. From Nevada County Social Services uh, Director, Rachel Roos. Nevada County Environmental Health Director, Amy Irani. Nevada County Building Director, Craig Griesbach. And finally, uh, from PG&E, Brandon Sanders. So uh, one of the first questions that we received early on um, in, the, uh, in this uh, presentation was uh, inquiring about the status of the investigation into uh, the River Fire. Uh, from what I understand, the, the uh, investigation is ongoing, uh, but what I can assure the public is that uh, since the moment that this fire was dispatched, uh, we had CAL FIRE investigators en route to do just that to one, determine an area of origin for this incident. And uh, once that has been determined, follow the clues back to uh, a specific, uh, hopefully spot, small area that they can uh, track down and uh, determine a cause. That has always been a priority that will continue to be a priority on uh, this incident. And uh, like I said, the, the cause is still under investigation and the work is ongoing. Um, I'd like to go ahead and open it up and see if there's anybody in the room that would like to ask a question. Hi, my name is Lisa Hoppy, and my husband has a tree service and was wondering how he could possibly help. Anyone who has services that they would like to help the community with, really 2-1 is an excellent partner for us. They are gathering all of those resources. So if you can foster an animal, if you have a tree service, if you have some other way that you would like to help, please do contact uh, 211 Connecting Point in here in Nevada County, and they are creating that database of services, which we will then um, help to give that to the people who need help. Thank you. If I may, just, just one brief um, item. I, I want to make sure that everyone knows that we've actively suspended uh, billing for affected customers as well the last thing we want is for people to be getting a bill under these circumstances in these trying times so that's um, I can speak to customer supports in greater detail and um, any other things you want to talk about but I just wanted to make sure the folks know we're suspending billing for impacted customers thank you our next question is going to be from online. Um, uh, the, the question essentially is uh, that they live in the evacuation warning area um, and that uh, they had some neighbors that chose to evacuate uh, and that they understand the, the need for evacuation under uh, uh, evacuation, man, evacuation order areas, uh, but why would we need to evacuate uh, in, an, in, a, in a warning area, evacuation warning area? So there's two, uh, there's two reasons, uh, or there's a very specific reason, I should say, why we uh, designate uh, a warning versus an order and for us what it means and what we try to educate the public on is that when we have an evacuation order essentially what that means is that there is an immediate threat to life um, and property meaning the fire is near the fire is here now and we need to uh, and be able to get folks to safety and uh, we encourage early evacuation now when it comes to the uh, evacuation warning zones that's a little less dire but that is a recognition that there is a fire in the area and that if it continues on its current path it will turn into an immediate life threat eventually and what we like to see is that folks that are in the evacuation warning area begin their preparation process uh, you may have uh, um, uh, several hours to prepare yourselves you may have uh, uh, up to uh, a half a day uh, to prepare yourselves but that evacuation warning could easily turn into an evacuation order and at which point we would uh, we prefer that folks uh, put their plans into effect and uh, and evacuate the area thank you 
Next question is from in-house. Uh, yes, my name is Ron Sager. Um, I was wondering about uh, maybe a temp power to help in the rebuild program. I uh, wonder if that was available, maybe hook up my pump house or something. Just have to shorten my drop a little to go a temporary pole. And I would like to thank, I believe it was Cal Fire. They uh, moved one of my vehicles. I had to leave twice to save it. So thank you very much. Good morning. Um, once we complete our damage assessments of all the properties affected, um, that's when we can start working with you on getting permits and inspections on your site for temporary power. We do this a lot. We do this um, a bunch with the Lobo McCourtney's fire, McCourtney fire. So you'd be working directly with us. Um, all the affected sites, after we do the assessments, you'll have a direct contact information. And then once we do the inspections and the uh, utility is installed, you'll be working directly with PG&E. Just, just real quick, Brandon Sanders again, PG&E. So um, as regards to temporary power, um, we do provide a, a construction service once the, the location is ready to be rebuilt. I just want to make sure everyone is very clear that the use of a personal generator on your property, if not installed correctly, can pose a life safety risk to folks working on lines in your vicinity. So please, if you're going to use temporary generation, ensure that it's installed by a qualified electrical worker. Thank you. Next question is uh, for Cal Fire. Can you speak on fuel reduction? Did it help in this incident? And is there a continued effort to continue the fuel redu reduction for future fires and uh, incidents? Yeah, great question. And obviously, fuel reduction efforts in both Placer and Nevada County have been really paramount in the last, uh, say, five years. Um, you know, we have two ongoing, um, I mean, really, really high-profile projects in uh, both counties. One of them is obviously the uh, Ponderosa West Defense Zone in Nevada County, and the other one is the North Fork in Placer County. But besides those, one of our prioritized local um, fuel breaks is what we're calling the South, Bright, uh, South County Fuel Break, which really uh, comes into the backside of Alta, uh, I'm sorry, um, Lake of the Pines and uh, Alta Sierra. And we're in the initial planning and implementation stages of that. Um, and I think this, the, the effects of this fire just shows the importance of our prioritization for that project as we move into the next couple of years. But I think more importantly, as we look at the structures that were saved across both counties, we see that um, you know, individual personal responsibility and defensible space being done by homeowners had an absolute positive effect. And we, we, we unfortunately, um, you know, are, are looking at the, the, the loss of those 66 structures. However, um, we estimate that um, about between about 67 and 6,800 residential homes were saved. Some of those were outside of the imminent threat, but many of those survived on their own without resources uh, on scene because of good home hardening, good defensible space, and in many cases, uh, resources being assisted by defensible space. So fuel reduction will remain a priority for the Nevada U Plaster Unit and for my partners across uh, both counties. Um, but it will never take the place of an aggressive initial attack and full suppression effort. Um, and I, I appreciate the comments from a couple of the gentlemen you know, we, we, uh, we, we don't really ask for a lot of accolades, but I, I, I just want to kind of relate to you what the kidney punch to this fire really was in those first couple hours um, when Chief Hudson talked about those augmented responses. About an hour and a half into this fire, 
there was an order placed and supported by our regional staff in uh, in uh, Reading at our what we call a geographical area uh, coordination center that prioritized this fire for about one hour prioritized it as the number one priority in the state of California what that brought us in that one hour was 50 fire engines immediate need 20 bulldozers 20 hand crews and 15 air tankers that initial attack punch really turned the corner on this fire um, and, and that's something I'm very, very proud of with, with our agency, our, our mission statement, and um, that always has been and always will be the protection of life and property, and to suppress 95% of the fires we respond to at 10 acres or less. And that's because you are my customer. I don't manage a fire, and I don't determine what I'm going to do with a fire. I suppress that fire 100% so that your life and your property um, are preserved. And so that fuel reduction effort that comes from you as private property owners and that personal responsibility that you take on living in the foothills of California is critically, critically important to our efforts. And so thank you for that. KVMR FM, Nevada City, KCPC Camino. We have time for a few more questions if we have any uh, in the audience. Um. I live in the evacuation warning area just past Ubet and came home and found evacuation bags at the driveway. Whereas, you know, living alone, I had selected to put it on the door just because of, you know, looters and things are reopening and people aren't necessarily making it home. But there was no public way to say, hey, we've been placing tags. So I didn't know the tag was placed and I came home yesterday and found it several hours later. So was this placed by a public agency or was it a, you may be a neighbor? Um, uh, is this typical practice to place those tags after a door knocking campaign? Uh, just, just want to know for, for public interest for those that may have not made it home yet. Yeah, I, I can't speak specifically to your address uh, and we can probably drill down that with time and, and with staff. Uh, the, the evacuation tag program really does help us get out to more residences. Uh, we haven't really talked about whether we're going to be knocking on doors and then putting our own tags on. Uh, so again, we'd have to do some direct research on that specific. It's not a common practice, I, I guess I would say, that I'm aware of. Uh, and, and staff can let us know uh, specifically about that. Way at the bottom of my driveway to, to say that I'm evacuated or not, maybe online or through Cal OES or Cal Fire to say, hey, my address is evacuated, but maybe for it not to be posted so publicly at the end of my driveway? Yeah, those discussions have been made. There's nothing currently that, that has been uh, designated for that type of a platform. Uh, again, sometimes controversial, and we understand some folks don't want to. Uh, identify their locations. What I can say is not only do we ask for that mutual aid for that initial attack uh, and at the sheriff's office uh, a tremendous amount of people coming out uh, from from all over the re region and throughout the area. Our, our partners in the Highway Patrol, Grass Valley Police Department, Nevada City Police Department, Truckee Police Department came down and helped us. Uh, our probation officers were out uh, assisting with that and then even once we start with those ordered areas is when we start doing our roaming patrols and that's why we have those traffic control points so people can't come in 
and then we have all the, the law enforcement staff in the area. Uh, to my knowledge, we have no uh, confirmed reports of any looting. Uh, we had a couple, we had an arrest with a, with a, uh, 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 potentially a, a drunk driver uh, going through one of our traffic control points, and I think that was on, on uh, Thursday evening um, that the Highway Patrol uh, helped us out with. Uh, but as far as uh, the, the potential for notifying the world that you're evacuated and then the, the not having the you, you being there, we take, that, we take that as our job to make sure that no one gets into your residence. Thank you. And then uh, just one, uh, one more opportunity for folks in, the, in, uh, in attendance here. Um, hi. I wanted, not a question, I just wanted to also commend uh, the uh, Nevada County uh, officials that we've worked with. I'm a Red Cross volunteer. I'm from Ohio. It's not my first deployment, so I can say um, that the community response just from local individuals coming up to provide donations, driving up and calling and, and trying to find out how to help, and uh, from all of you that have been on the ground with us, uh, we, we greatly appreciate it. Thank you. And thank you for being here. Uh, I think that's uh, indicative of uh, what it actually takes to not only respond to uh, an incident uh, of this size, but to support the community that is being impacted. So again, thank you for coming all that way. Okay, thank you, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, for being in attendance and uh, also for the folks that are uh, following along online on Facebook. Um, like I said, we will be conducting a second uh, community briefing. Uh, this time it's going to be at the Sierra Vista Community Center in Colfax. Uh, located at 55 School Street. Um, that uh, is scheduled to begin at uh, 5 p.m. tonight, and again, it will be uh, in-person attendance as well as a Facebook stream. Thank you.